In the name of Jesus, amen. When God took on flesh and became man, and when he walked around on this very earth, he preached the word of God. And he preached of the great anger that God had against sin. And yet he preached the profound love that God had for this fallen world. Wherever he went, he preached peace to all who heard him. He preached forgiveness and life and salvation to those who were near and to those who were far off. And when the world heard him preach, they despised him. They mocked him. They picked up stones to kill him. They sought to end his life for preaching that word. And ultimately, it was his preaching that drove him to the cross. It was his words that drove the world to hate him all the more. It was his words, his sermons, his preaching that drove the world to put him, an innocent man, to death. Though he was sinless and without blame, the Father handed him over into the hands of sinful men. And we must confess that as we hear of his passion and his misery, as we hear of all the terrible things that that were done to Christ, we must admit that we're just as guilty as those who did it to him. When we despised his word in our own life, when we chose to sin, when we denied him, We chose to become guilty of his blood. So we come together to confess that it was the sin in our hearts that mocked him. The sin of our mouths that spit upon his face. And the sin of our hands that struck him. It was our hands that twisted together a crown of thorns. Thorns that we brought into this world. And we dug them deep into the brow of Christ. We must confess that everything we did to Christ is everything that he should have done to us. Yet Jesus suffered and died as a guilty man, as one who was cursed. And he suffered in the most undignified posture, hanging from a cross. And there on that cross, he slowly emptied himself of all of his strength, all of his energy, all of his happiness, and all of his life. With every drop of blood that dripped from his mortal wounds, with every passing minute, his body failed him, making it harder and harder for him to breathe. And there, drop by drop, he bled out the blood from his broken heart. And little by little, he slowly gave up every breath he had in his lungs. Yet, before he closed his eyes in death, before his body was emptied completely of life, before he gave up his spirit to inherit the wages of our sin, he decided to say and do one more thing from that cross. With only a few ounces of blood left in his veins, with only a few moments left to live, with only a few final breaths of oxygen left in his lungs, he decided to preach one more sermon. One last word to you. As he stepped into the pulpit of his cross, and as he robed himself with the stole of his blood, he lifted his thorn-encircled brow and preached a sermon that was never preached before. 
a sermon that could never be preached before. He preaches a word that had never been heard before in the existence of this world. A word that no one could utter. He preaches the sermon of all sermons, a sermon that all of the Testament, the Old Testament looked up to. He preaches a sermon that he has been writing since before the foundation of the world. A sermon that he had waited for all eternity to preach until this very night, this very moment. With every fiber of his being, with the utmost conviction and assurance and certainty and authority, he preaches his final sermon from his cross, saying, It is finished. From Adam and Eve until now, this sermon could never be preached. These words could never be uttered because no one could truly say them. No human on earth could say that they fulfilled the law of God. That their love for God and their neighbor was perfect. That they had finished God's word. That they fulfilled everything that he commanded. No one has completed the Ten Commandments. No one has kept their life free from sin. And since the fall, we have kept falling short. We kept failing. We kept not loving our neighbor as ourselves. We kept not loving and praying for our enemies. We kept not blessing those who persecuted us. We kept not fearing, loving, and trusting in God above all things. We kept not doing God's law in what we said and what we thought and what we did. And for that reason, the law and its threats were constantly against us. The blade and curse of God's law against our sin was sitting at our necks. And we kept not fulfilling it, kept not completing it or accomplishing it or finishing God's law. God was never satisfied with us because not one of us satisfied him with his law. Not one of us loved our neighbor as ourself. Not one of us trusted in God above all things. And for this reason, the scroll of God's law could never be closed. The law was never fulfilled by human flesh, and no one could ever finish God's word. Until now. When Jesus preaches this sermon, he is saying what was indeed promised at the fall but what no mouth could speak until his, that it is finished. When he preaches this sermon with his dying breath, he's teaching you all he did for you. Tonight, with those words, he proclaims that the venom of death and condemnation that the serpent injected into Christ's heel has now coursed through his body and brought death to his soul. And at the same time, he's proclaiming that he has stomped his heel down on the devil's head. With these words, he proclaims that the prophecy is now fulfilled, that the gospel is accomplished. Tonight, he proclaims the end of every sacrifice, the end of every lamb being slaughtered, the end of every burnt offering, because he, the lamb who, uh, the, the lamb who was slain, now takes away the sin of the world. Tonight, he proclaims that the work of the angel of death is now finished. Because the eternal death and damnation have passed over you by the blood on the wood of his cross. And that he has been slaughtered to save you from your bondage to sin. Tonight he proclaims that the bronze serpent on the pole has reached its fulfillment. As he was lifted up on the cross to draw all men to himself. So that all who would look at him would be saved from the fangs of the devil. 
Tonight he proclaims that the flood of God's wrath stored up in his heart against sin has finally been unleashed upon the sacred head of Christ. Tonight he proclaimed to you why he came, why he was born of a virgin, why he laid himself down in a manger, why he stayed behind in that temple, why Simeon, why Simeon's face was filled with hope when he could die in peace. Tonight he's preaching to you what he did and every good work he did, what every second of his earthly life was dedicated to, completing the law of God for you, fulfilling every prophecy, and accomplishing every letter of the law. So as we gather here tonight to hear one more of Christ's sermons, the word that came from his lips before he closed his mouth in death, listen to what he says and don't despair because of your sin. Jesus has come to give you hope. He has come to forgive you all of your sins, all of the sins against your neighbor and against him. He has come to preach his undying love for you. He had mercy on you, forgave you, and drowned your iniquities with his blood, erased your transgressions from the memory of God with his dying breath. He made you worthy of eternal life. Look to the cross and see that Jesus is speaking to you and preaching to you once more. And in his final words, it is finished. Jesus is proclaiming that the sacrifice that takes away all of your sins is now complete. It has been drained of its blood. There he is saying that he finished drinking the cup of wrath that you earned. And now there is nothing left, nothing left for you to consume but the righteousness of God. So it's finished. And Christ refuses to share any of his condemnation with you. Your dear Father in heaven mercifully, stubbornly, and obstinately refuses to let you even taste his wrath. Every ounce of your condemnation, Christ claimed it as his own. Every bit of, with every bit of skin and tissue ripped apart in his body, the curse of God's wrath that written against us was being carved into his flesh. With every lash and beating, the weight of your sin was being driven into the sinless body of Christ. And with every whip and nail and thorn that tore into his shredded flesh, he was writing your name in the book of life. With the ink of his blood, he stained your name into the pages of that book, into the memory of your Father in heaven forever. As Christ's skin was split open from the whips and the sticks and the beating, he reveals the bone of his spine to the sinful and fallen world. And in doing this, he reveals the most profound depths of the Father's heart to you. That God would rather suffer his own wrath and condemnation than ever let you experience it for a moment. That God would rather weep and gnash his own teeth than ever see you do it for a second. That God is more willing to die a bloody and cursed death than to ever live a moment of eternity without you. He did all of this so that the eternal death sentence earned by you, by your sin, would never be set upon your head again. Out of his love, he took all the guilt out of your mind and nailed it to the flesh of Christ. He cleansed you from your deception, from your betrayal. And there Jesus declares that his blood not only brought forgiveness to those in that moment, 
for those who witnessed it, but for the entire world. His forgiveness is for you. Out of his love, God put Jesus Christ to death so that death would have no power over you, so that you would have life forever. When God condemned his son, he set you free because he loved you. When God put his son to death, he did precisely, he did this precisely to bring you into his home. Through the blood and the death of Jesus, he welcomed you into his presence. He wrapped his arms around you. He called you his child. He built a room for you in his kingdom. And tonight his sacrifice has written your sins out of existence as he takes away every letter and dot of God's curse away from you. And he's given you every inch of his father's kingdom. Tonight, Jesus refuses to ever give you a taste of that bitter wrath, a taste of his judgment. Tonight, he gives you all of his righteousness, all of his glory, all of his love that will never die, that will never fade. Tonight, he preaches you to you one more sermon. He preaches that he has chosen to give you a love, a joy, a life that will never end, that will never stop, and that will never finish. Amen. All the scriptures are fulfilled. All Christ's sufferings are complete. All God's righteous wrath is stilled. Satan here has met defeat. It is finished. Jesus cries, gives his spirit up and dies. Every sin to which you turned has become your Savior's loss. All the punishment you earned has been poured out upon the cross. It is finished. It is true. There's nothing left to do. When you fall to sin again, And you fear God's righteous wrath. See his blood remove the stain. See your wages paid in death. It is finished from his veins flows the flood that cleans your stains. Peace he gives, his peace he leaves with these words that shatter doubt. Blessed is he who this believes. Let him join with Christ and shout, it is finished. Christ has died. By this I am justified. Amen.